oh listeners, oh, oh, uh, still a bit rough, still a bit tender. Yep. Yes. Dumfries is very far away. And that's, you can consume a lot of alcohol on the way to Dumfries. And then, this might come as a shock to you, but you do have to return from whence you came. And you do have to continue consuming alcohol, apparently. It's it's a Dumfrosian law? Dumfrosian? Dumfru- it's a Dumfrosian law. Dumfrosian. Yep. I'm Nicole Hay. I am Robert Borthwick. This is We Have No Cares. Uh, slightly delayed by the just sheer epicness of Hart's 3-0 away win in beautiful Dumfries. I lost every single inch of my mind. Yes, yeah, there's, uh, there might be scattered portions of Robert's mind on the... Uh, <laughs> On the terraces of uh, of Palmerston Park, yes. um, if found, don't return them. He'll he doesn't really right. use his mind in the best of situations. Don't fucking need them. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you you lost your mind well in advance of even heading out to Dumfries because we are our very very good friends Lee and Robbie got married on the Friday. Yes. Uh, and a beautiful ceremony, an even more beautiful uh, reception, which Rob enjoyed to such an extent, <laughs> he did not go home before heading out to Palmerston. No, no, I didn't. Um, it led to me going to Dumfries, still in full kilt regalia, um, which was an interesting experience because it was a little bit cold. So that was great. And also, um, one of my favourite parts of Palmerston Park was the sort of piss tardis that they had. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was a tiny little sort of booth full of uh, urinals, and um, yep, going in there in a kilt was tremendous fun. What an adventure you must have had. It yeah. was just a great weekend, Nicole. I had such a great time. A little bit cold, but a lot bit dapper. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, as anyone who is looking right now at the logo for this uh, this podcast on iTunes, or indeed the, the big picture on the YouTube, if you're streaming it there, you can see him in his finery. Yep. Oh, mm. oh, oh my words. Well... That set the standard for the day, and uh, we all we all piled into a train at Glasgow Central and took the road in the miles down to down to sunny Dumfries. It was actually it was sunny, which yeah, was, actually was, it was. yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah. Well done, Dumfries. <laughs> Bravo on your weather and your climate. Excellent. Not in your not in your voting. No, no, no. Um, we were so excited for this because this really was like I think this might be the only epic away trip that we get this season unless we pull something like Peter Head out in the cup or something like that. This is yeah, no, it's it's the only it's the only real you know we've 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 lost the likes of uh, Pataudry and the Tulloch Stadium in Inverness and Dingwall and the whatever fucking like amazing magical powers park or whatever it's called now we've lost that <laughs> it's all gone um so yeah no this is the only one that actually allowed a good amount of uh, simultaneous traveling and drinking uh, and we we took full advantage of that oh, we we sure did and, and then we we walked up uh Terugler street terrigles terrigles street Tregles street Terry's Chocolate Orange Street. Terry Terriglass. Terry Terriglass. We walked into the stadium. <laughs> yep, from the road. Yep. And uh, we're confronted with the, a mound. Yes. And the, the end of that mound was already a huge number of heart supporters. Yes. <laughs> um, Terracin, well... It was my first real experience of the terrace, and I got lost, <laughs> yeah, well, like yeah, a child. <laughs> yeah, you just you just melted into the crowd. I was there with our, our good friend Ian, um, 
And uh, Rob was just like, follow me. And we're like, oh, we can follow Rob. He's like a six feet taller than everybody else and he's carrying a tartan umbrella. How <laughs> difficult should this be? Oh. Oh. Yeah. I just sort of disappeared. Yeah. Well, I thought you disappeared. It, it, it was, yeah, I was, you know, we're all quite drunk. Also very true. Yes. Uh, yeah, terracing. What, what a great idea. Yeah. People standing cheek by jowl, cheating <laughs> on. Waving around old-fashioned rattles, they weren't. No. They should have. Smoking pipes, they didn't. Um, lifting children over their shoulders to get over it, but they didn't do that either. No. Smoking woodbines, no, also didn't happen. No. no. Wearing flat caps. Some people did do that, but yep. that's just the age we live in. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, difficult to see things. Wasn't wasn't that easy. No. No. Which you, you may spot that we're padding this episode with a lot of dumb freeze talk because... Our incisive analysis of the game might not be quite as up to scratch as it normally is. No. Partly because of sight lines and partly because of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those things are a massive factor in this long, drawn-out, padding-out process that we're going for right now. I hope you're enjoying every second of this long, drawn-out, padding process. I would just like to see what a <laughs> bloody great time we had I would concur <laughs> yeah Palmerston looks amazing like when it when it's full of people I can't imagine that it's going to be so great in January on a Wednesday night when Alawa come calling or just when Hibs are there yeah yeah well, have you seen those pictures of Hibs yeah. occupying the terrace <laughs> I liked it when they set off a smoke bomb when they went 1-0 down <laughs> They, they really haven't got the hang of this following a football club thing, have nah, they? Nah, they'll get... No, they won't get there. Well, they, they, they've made one brutally terrible decision right at the start of their trying to be a football fan and it's they're just compounding it with everything they do since. Yep, they absolutely are. But that's that's why we have... You know, that's that's why we should treasure our neighbours because they're a fucking... Just... Yeah. Roundly entertaining every second ah. of their lives. What a delight. Anyway, we'll probably discuss them a bit later on. Probably. Mm. Um... Yeah, uh, so you've got Freeze with its, like, its tiny little main stand. It's little cute little main stand. It's like a sort of Polly Pocket version of Fur Park. <laughs> <laughs> a half-built stand. Uh, I cannot stress how much more beautiful Dumfries is than Motherwell, though. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> For every pub in Dumfries, there's a funeral home in Motherwell. <laughs> um... And then, uh, almost disappointingly, the football started. Yay. Yay. And it started with us getting bombarded by uh, the Dunhamers a wee bit, to be honest with you. It wasn't it wasn't our best start, but I think it's almost a tactic now we, that we can get used to seeing from a Robbie Nielsen team, is mm-hmm. that, you know, we will sit back, we will soak up, we will weather storms, because we know that teams, they're going to have a right good go at us from the off. Feel it out, and then once you've felt it, twat it. <laughs> That's yeah. Robbie Nielsen's got that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he learned that long before he got into football management, though. I'll bet he did. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, as the game started, uh, Queens did come at us. They definitely seemed more used to the environment. Yeah. Um, we seemed very very cagey. Um, really bypassing midfield a lot. Lots of sort of long balls from from Danny Wilson and Ali Mushtarq, and the fullbacks not really getting forward and. I don't know. Like I've got no way of knowing that this is the case, but my feeling is that we were 
playing the surface more than we were playing the team. Like we seem to change a lot of the tactics. I mean, before we get into it, we should actually talk about the the actual lineup because uh, Patterson, Nicholson, McHattie all dropped out, and the only thing you can think about it is is that these are guys who are just coming back from sort of muscular or ligamenty injuries to use the proper medical parlance. Ligamenty. Ligamenty. Yep. Um, and we're replaced by guys who uh, have not had recent muscle or ligamenty issues. Sure. I was sort of on the other side of this, you know, mm-hmm. McGee and Eckersley are, are more our defensive fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as as Robbie even said after the match, we were expecting it to weather a storm, so maybe having Callum Patterson and Kevin McCarty bombing down the wings wouldn't have been the best way to start a game. And... Obviously, there is the, you know, coming back from injuries and stuff like that, but it, it looks like that's our defensive fullback partnership, is Eckersley and McGee. Uh, for the, well, for the, the early part of the game, we were setting back, the fullbacks weren't overlapping, we were bypassing the central midfield quite a bit, and it really wasn't us playing our game, whether by accident or design, it did hand the, the initiative to Queen of the South quite a bit. Uh, Gavin Riley had an early chance. Um, Principal Wabin been uncharacteristically passing back slackly. Uh, Riley leapt onto it and uh, fizzed a decent shot wide. Yes, I would say it's a daisy cutter. It's a plastic cutter. <laughs> a melter. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then later on, uh, from a corner, Chris Higgins got ahead of his marker and uh, flashed a header onto the post. Thankfully, went straight back into Alexander's arms. You managed to look cool as fuck just holding it. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that was going to happen. <laughs> Played for and got. I'm your fucking Alexander. <laughs> I know what my posts are doing. <laughs> you um, did position those posts very well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I keep shouting at them for 10 minutes yeah. before they set up the wall. It's like, you, post, stay where you are. <laughs> and they did, they listened. It's you know, another, another example of the commanding influence that we get from Neil Alexander telling Metal what to do. <laughs> And yeah, and that was pretty much the story of that half. I, like for all that we're saying, Queen of the South played well. I would struggle to identify many of the players that I thought were individually very good. I just thought that they, they sort of pushed and they worked. Yeah. And they they pounced on mistakes that we made while we were dithering or not playing our game. Though I did think their their number three, their left back, was quite incisive. Yeah. If only I. Had bothered to learn his name. Let's call him Jack Swanky. Jack Swanky. Jack Swanky, the Jack left Swanky, back. the toast of Palmerston Park. Yes, that's him. Yep, number three, I think. Yep, they'll be uh, handing in our scouting reports to the coaching <laughs> staff later on about definitely called Jack. Jack the Lanky. McSwanky. <laughs> There's a Mick in there now as well. Fantastic. Uh, but no, that that was that was kind of. Really, Queen of the South's finest 15 minutes. <laughs> the game descended into not very much. There was a lot of sort of... Got a bit niggly. I did, I did get a bit niggly. You know, Ozturk threatening to decapitate someone was, you know, not great. No, no. I, I, it's not in the laws of the game, really. Decapitation. They, they outlawed no. that in 1964. They don't like it. No. They, they, don't, they don't welcome it. It's not, it's not great. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, having seen the highlights, mm, potentially lucky only to get a book, and he did lean his head in to, uh, to the, the defender. Mm. So, you know, 
maybe a wee bit lucky, but him and the other guy both got a booking for what was essentially just handbags, really, because it got broken up. It was it was absolutely fine, and then thankfully the only video evidence from the game though was our own shaky, grainy footage that can only be accessed through our brand spanking new website. So compliance officer will never know. <laughs> nope, you will never know. Don't even know his name anymore. I was going to say it's that lummy prick, but it's not. It's some other guy now. Some other prick. Yep, some other prick. Oh, I think it might be uh, Jack McSwanky. <laughs> Is it Jack McSwanky? Right. Yep. Great. That's the guy. Yep. Um, you probably did see it then. No, it's a, it's a different Jack McSwanky. This one's from uh, Kukubri. <laughs> uh, and then later on, well, completely out of nothing, while we're sort of counting down, dwindling down to the end of the first half, looking at each other going... Uh, this isn't as easy as we hoped. Out of nowhere. Well, talk me through it. What happened? Uh, yeah, uh, Gomez brought down the midfield, uh, got taken down by mm-hmm. their forward. Uh, Prince took a quick free kick to Danny Wilson. And it, I loathe to say it was a long ball. I don't think but it was a long ball. It was a ball. It was. It, it was did go very long. More driven than long. long oh, I thought it was a bit floaty. Long suggest. I don't know. There wasn't enough height on it. That's why. That's why I'm saying it's not a long ball. Mm. It was a pass, he passed it um, He passed it long and high in the air <laughs> And uh, yeah, Osman So um, Just ah, First touch on his knees basically um, Turned his man Beautifully and then Rifled an absolute Spunker of a shot off the bar Yeah, his turn was so Sharp, it almost looked like he jumped on top Of the ball and just swiveled his hips directly around it, it was it was tremendous, and then obviously you could say it was contentious because you don't know if it crossed the line or not. But then it crossed the line. Yep, not contentious at all. No, that crossed the line. I could see it very very well from my position, one hundred and twenty <laughs> yards away through a ruck of people yeah. screaming my head up. No, that was a definite goal. I tell you what, it was even more over the line than that ball that didn't cross the line at Easter Road where Lee Griffiths hit it <laughs> not over the line, not past Jamie McDonald. That's one of my favourite ever Derby goals. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it was given as a goal, so what it, a fucking goal it was. Um absolutely tremendous. and that's what really turned the game in our favour, to be honest with you. It was at that moment the tide started to turn more in our direction. I'm not um, sure that's exactly what did it. To be a hundred percent fair with you. Like I think at that point like we were obviously baffled. Yeah. You know, like very much enjoyed uh, Osman's wonderful turn and uh, controlled shot, and Queens were shouting about it. But like they, they looked kind of galvanized by it. Like they, 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 they gathered the ball and they, they kept playing their game. What really killed it is what happened next, where um, a bit of head tennis broke to um, broke to Prince inside the center circle, and then he just. Decided, wait a minute, the goal is right there. It's right there. I'm just going to go directly towards it. Yep. And he did that through three Dunhamers who just, for some reason, well, no, they were close enough to him. This is a good run. I'm like, at the time, I kind of felt like, oof, that was a bit easy for him. But I think Prince made it easy for yeah, him. Yeah, I had the shit out of them. Yep. And then he, then he toe poked it beautifully into the corner. And that, that's the point where everyone just sort of went, oh, well, it doesn't really matter if we don't play as a team. We've got individual talents who can bail us out and obviously that's no way to build a season-long campaign but when you're toiling having players of that quality is well it's dynamite isn't it just yeah no it's it, it was it was a phenomenal goal um you, you know 
it was a it was a toe poke um, by his own admission, but still, it takes some pretty precise toe poking um, to get it right in the corner. So yeah, he's a great precision designed toes. He's phenomenal. That football machine. Phenomenal at poking. Uh, so halftime <laughs> rolled around, and we managed to reconvene somewhere on the terrace. We found each other, and yeah. uh, we met a, a nice man called Mister Darcy. Who, oh yes, yeah, yeah met Mr. Darcy. We met Mr. Darcy, who like, which for some reason, even though Rob was wearing a kilt and carrying a, a tartan umbrella, that made him the second poshest man <laughs> in the tennis. So, big shout out to Mr. Darcy who enjoys our our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, well, basically the whole tenor of the conversation across the entire uh, stand was what, how, yeah, pretty much that. That was about it, to be honest with you. I mean, I I I didn't, I wasn't there for the whole half time because I went to the pest harvest, but. It's, everyone was basically saying it was not shit, but no. it wasn't a great half by our, our own very, very high standards this season. Um, but, you know... It's, it wasn't what, the hearts that we we're used to seeing. No, it was more relief than anything else than sort of saying, wow, what a performance again. I can't believe we're blowing another team away. Um, but, yeah, it, it sort of came into the second half with us a, a bit as well because I think we did a lot more incisive attacking when we came mm-hmm. back out. Um, yeah, um Jamie Walker especially I think looked a lot more lively in the second half. Yeah. He had seems to he seems to need this every so often. I'm not complaining. Some people need it. Some people are self motivators. Other people need a threat of violence to motivate them. And I <laughs> I think maybe Robbie wielded a few objects at Jamie at, at half time, but if that's what it takes, that that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, so Jamie Walker looked a lot more incisive and and uh, and free and this was None more clearly illustrated than when he uh, slinked his way into the box and got side down cruelly, and the referee went, um, "Let me." Yeah, that was that was a bizarre one because it looked like an absolute stick on um, from, albeit a, a quite blurred view of me. <laughs> but um, I haven't seen the highlights as well. It does look like he's taken down. He goes past the guy. The guy then gets none of the ball and gets all of Jamie Walker, and Jamie Walker falls down. That's pretty much. I think that's in the the referee's handbook of what a penalty is. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, but we didn't get. Well, Life but, goes on. Uh, no, we didn't get it. But then there was the moment that that really changed the game. That ended everything. That that really made the whole season for me. Um, El Hasmi is keeping his eye on the ball. <laughs> the referee's keeping his eye on the ball. They're both well. One's running. One's not running. Yeah. And then he runs right and then he fell over on his bum it's great when referees fall over onto their bums it was amazing oh yeah El Haas just absolutely fucking took him out of the game it was wonderful it was one of those moments when I really really realised that El Hasmi is not a small man no (laughs) no he's not steamrolled over the referee yeah it must have been like being run over by Pluto it (laughs) cannot have been fun at all for the referee imagine being that seething and not getting a penalty (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and well, we can laugh about that. But I think this was a training ground move because it led almost directly to <laughs> Jamie Walker recovering the ball, uh, sort of deep in the right wing. And then what happened, Robert? Well, he played it inside to the uh, the, the wonderful Sufian who just picked himself up and dusted referee bits off him. <laughs> um, he, you know, McGee actually you could see from that stage McGee was actually making a very good run to the right of him. Uh, whereby if he played him, in, he probably was through on goal. Mm-hmm. Decided to check a little bit, um, gave it to Billy King who who did a king, and. A king over. A king over, yep. Yeah, a wonderful, wonderful little step over from Billy. Uh, maybe a slight deflection on the cross. 
Um, that's not to take too much away from it. It was pinpoint, and there was McGee, who'd made a wonderful run right from mm-hmm. right from the, his his very own right back position, um, mm-hmm. and he, he tapped it in. It was one of the easiest goals he'll ever score. But the the running and the the sort of the the build up from from back to front was was great, and that's more of the hearts that we are used to seeing this season. So yeah, after that, um, I think very much. Queen of the South gave up. It was actually kind of weirdly reminiscent of when Celtic went 3-0 up on us yeah. in the League Cup that everyone just went, oh well, game done and dusted, let's not try and get hurt, let's just fuck around a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were still attacking, it was more Queen of the South that just sort of tried to contain us. I think I can't remember them really having... They had one chance towards the end, mm-hmm. right at the end, when Alexander made a great save. But other than that, I can't really remember anything that they did in the second half after McGee had put the game well out of sight. Yeah. We got the opportunity to hand the first minutes to Miguel Pairdo Gondalez, who came on in midfield. Can you pronounce some words? Eh? You're Spanish. See, so you move in. Um... <laughs> Uh, he almost immediately had a, a shot on goal. Yeah, it is, it, it, he came on and uh, a little bit of build-up down the right and he, he just sort of found himself on the edge of the box. It was laid back to him. He, well, he wasn't the best laid back. It might, again, this might be a thing to do with the, the pitch and trying to get used to it, but he, the ball kind of got caught under his feet, but he still managed to dig out a shot. Not the harshest shot in the world, but it was on target. Yes, it, it was, it was. I mean, it hardly reached the goals. Yeah. <laughs> But it was on target. Um, yeah, I think it was more Nielsen just wanting him to get game time with the players is going to be playing around. I don't think anyone was expecting to come on and be Pelly essentially. But he, he came on, he did fine. Ran about a lot, mm-hmm. kept the ball. Very, very difficult to gauge what sort of player he is. We've all assumed that being called La Panqueta, that he is like a, a very defensive player and therefore might be cover for Gomez, but he came on for Prince, so I don't know, it's possible he's he's Spanish, he might have technique coming out of his ears, he might well be able to do that. Yeah. It just gives us options, gives us lots of options. I can actually foresee uh, if you know we have a, a harder game against a bigger team, maybe in the Cup, or maybe if Rangers ever sack Ali McCoy and install a football manager, <laughs> that we might have to go to Ibrox and play like a more compact 4-3-3, in which case like a a sort of Prince Gomez Pardo yeah. uh, triumvirate might be quite enticing. Yes, yes, indeed. But I mean, we'll, we'll see that in the weeks to come. I know he got 90 minutes for the under 20s as well, mm-hmm. um, as one of the overaged players in the development matches, they're calling them now. So, yeah, no, it's, it's good that he is, he is getting towards fitness. Hopefully, we can see a lot more of him. So, the full time whistle went, everybody enjoyed themselves. There were swirlies, there was songs, there was joy and bonhomie. Yes. Uh, we crammed into a tiny little quite interesting pub yeah yeah. Um, not the greatest beer but a lot of banter yes banter all over the place a lot of upset Queen of the South fans lovely but upset yeah well I mean it was actually quite heartwarming to like be able to mix with rival fans and then be you know quite magnanimous like you know giving giving as good as they got but sort of generally like accepting that you know this was a fun game even if we lost yeah you guys are are a good side and you're generally much more welcome than the Rangers are. Yes, <laughs> they don't. They really don't like Rangers down there. No. I don't think anywhere does though, apart from Govan. <laughs> Even then, it's kind of a love hate thing. I would have thought. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was Queen of the South. Um, an excellent three points for Hearts. Obviously, keeps us six points clear at the top of the table. 
And uh, yeah, not much else to wrap up from the weekend hearts. Um, Dale Carrick did score a nice goal in that under-20s game, thanks, that we, we only know about because of the highlights that are on the website. <laughs> yes, it was a lovely finish. It was, it was great. Other than that, couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in that match. No. Dale scored a penalty and the guy called Greg Page, who's a young defender, scored a header. Well done, the under-20s. Good for you, Pagey. Mm, yeah. So um, next week we will look forward to Aloha with uh, with great anticipation. We actually we? we actually will look forward to Aloha this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just make it up like a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, neither of us will be there because uh, we're not nearly organised enough to think to get a ticket for a game that sells out more than a week before the actual game happens. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, hopefully. Um, Hopefully a warm up on a on a slightly better artificial pitch than the one that Aloe has got will stand us in good stead. Oh, that's that's one thing to talk about. Actually, this is quite clever from uh, from Robbie to just sort of it's a council and pitch, so they just booked it. <laughs> oh, is that right? Just yeah, it's, yeah. it's council and so like people play play fives on it and stuff like yeah. that. So you can basically just book it for a couple of hours. I think yeah. that's always done. Um, is, is that happening? I haven't heard anything about this. That was at training today. Oh, uh, right. they, okay. they trained on the pitch today, and then they'll go back to the Astro Turf. Uh, no, sorry. Training tomorrow. Wednesday is tomorrow. Okay. Yes. Probably, Probably today, today by the time you're listening to this, though. God. Um, time, you confusing bastard. Indeed. But yeah, no, um, they've, they've booked out the pitch, um, so they're going to be getting used to it because it is, although it is plastic, it's very much different to Queen of the South. Uh-huh. Um, it's an old pitch. It's been the same pitch for seven years, I believe. It was 2007 it was put down. So I'm imagining that it's just going to be those little black pellets. <laughs> it's not actually going to be the sort of artificial grass anymore, but... It'll be interesting. Um, so it's going to be like playing in a ball pit. Yes, that's exactly how it's going to be like. Yep. I think I've just figured out how to save Scottish football. <laughs> anyway, um, so we'll wrap up this uh, bumper episode by going to Songs of the Week. Now, uh, it, it was a slightly scrappy performance in, in Dumfries, but I, I think we'll all agree that there were, there were heroes everywhere yeah. for Hearts this weekend. Absolutely. Um, um, not yeah. more so than... Possibly the most impressive contribution was from somebody who is already a Hearts legend. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the fact that his, his name was getting sung loudly in the terraces um, was was a testament to the man himself, to be honest. It shows you to the, the esteem that he's held in yeah, absolutely. by our support. We are, of course, talking about Christian Nadi. Christian Nadi. What, what an incredible performance from... Taps off Nadi. From a man who just... Loves to score at Easter Road. He fucking hates Hibs. Like, it's great. <laughs> he, I think that might be the only thing he took away from his time at Hearts, is how to properly hate Hibs. And, you know, we, we've got an excellent training staff and facility. We have done for many years. And that's the thing that I think we've, we've really managed to instill in our players. That's the quality that we've really managed to get in there and there. Absolutely. It's just, um, yeah, it's great to see that quite genuinely one of the poorest performing strikers we've had in the last decade or so um, has still scored three goals against Hibs at Easter Road. <laughs> Which is, by the way, just to let you know, that's more times than Rudy Scatchel scored against Hibs at Easter Road. <laughs> um, I, I could I could name dozens more. Um, if you had the time. Exactly. Um, so yeah, big, big Christian. Right, okay, so it's your turn to go first this week. What a fucking guy, honestly. I, I know it's my turn to go first, I'm just going to revel in it. <sighs> Did you see his celebration? I did. He did a fucking 5-1. <laughs> I 
He didn't even play in that game. He tore off his shirt, he did a five uh, one and he did a little jig on the sideline <laughs> as well. I'd like you know, he, he made the the briefest motion towards his own fans that went, Yeah, I scored a goal. Excuse me, I've got something important to take care of. Nah <laughs> Oh, it was great. It's just one of the biggest get it right up years I've ever seen, honestly. Ah. Oh. Cause you've had a mad day, walks into your ground You made it 1-0 but he turned it around <laughs> He took off his top, he ran to your fence He's fucking ripped but he used to be round You've had a mad day, he scores when he likes But that's cause the hips are fucking shite You've had a mad day Ooh, you've had a mad day la. <laughs> La 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 That's still going, what an epic. Had an <laughs> <day>. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Terrific. Terrific stuff. Thanks so much. <coughs> okay. Um, Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, no. Excellent words. Like, excellent build up. I like the getting the fact that it was they were 1 0 up and they fucked it up. Yes, they did. They did. <laughs> to Wraith Rovers at home. Wraith Rovers of Kirkcaldy. Yep. Natty's gonna go top off, showing off his six pack. Natty's gonna score and get it right up you. Natty's gonna show one five, making all the hobbies cry. Natty's gonna go or a goal, get it up you. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucked up at the end there. But, uh... <laughs> I like it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine. Singing songs about Christian Natty. <laughs> That's the reality that we all dream of. That's very high quality this week. I'm, I'm actually quite upset that it took Christian Natty despite this to our highest. Uh... Ooh. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, enjoyed that. I'm not sure who's won. I don't think I don't want to declare a winner this week. I'm calling that a draw. The victory is for Christian Natty. God done, Christian. For me, Dad, Christian. Ah, <laughs> oh, he despises the hibs. Ah, uh, uh, God. <laughs> he's he's not good at football. No, but neither are Hibs, and there we go. They're really, really not. Oh, God, this is our first time back after uh, Hibs beat Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ali McCoy's never leave us. Never leave us, please. Uh, just keep doing you, Ali. Just keep keep, keep picking BL Mojny. <laughs> keep making a blatantly unfit Chris Boyd mooch around the penalty area without any balls going anywhere near him yep. keep ignoring your good players keep ignoring your good formation keep keep being you Alistair keep being you you're a great man maybe you'll get a song one week <laughs> <laughs> I hope so <laughs> um, well that's us uh, join us next time thank you for listening um be sure to tell everybody that they can find every single episode in every single format by going to wehavenocares.tumblr.com uh, and get in touch with us on Twitter. I'm at Nicol Hay. I am at RF Borthwick. Please shower us with love. And Yep, one more thing as well. Um, just to make you aware, there's, there's another uh, sort of radio podcast going on just now. What? Yeah, there is. They're not a rival. Aren't they? No. No, no, they're not. Are they, are they good at what they do? You see, this is good, because now I get to explain what they do okay. and show how they're different. Okay. It's, it's basically, it's called uh, Monday Night Fitbar, mm-hmm. um, and it's essentially, it's, it's broadcast, I think it's Radio Seltair on a Monday night, 
Um, but the if we're keeping up this gamble that I don't know anything about it, then I'm really not going to answer that question. <laughs> <am I? laughs> uh, but no, they, they, they produce it, make it into a, a sort of listenable podcast um, every Monday night. So what their podcast is listenable. Yes. Oh God, they're so much better than us. <laughs> oh no. Um, but yeah, no. Listen to Sam and the guys. They discuss hearts and hips. Um, it's very much an Edinburgh football podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, give them a listen. You can find them at uh, mixcloud.com forward slash mnfitba. Mnfitball. Mnfitball. MN football. Yeah, you can find it on Kickback, which would be a much easier way of doing it. Um, as I say, it's the Monday Night Football thread on there. Uh, but yeah, no, give them a listen, definitely. Yeah, I actually do. I've got to let is. you behind the curtain, listeners. I have listened to it. It's good. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, no, give them a listen. Yes, but most importantly, give us a listen. Yes. <laughs> and uh, join us next week for Red Hot Aloha Chat. Yes. Steve Crawford. Stevie Crawford. Uh... Hey, baby. Amaruso, that's a run, it's a dive!